Welcome to Lamestream Holiday Naval Gazing Edition here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can follow me on Twitter at Scavendish. Uh, if you like this show, rate, review, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Tell someone under the mistletoe that you love Lamestream Sports. Top 10 most listened to episodes of our own show on the holiday edition, the second annual navel gazing edition of lamestream sports. Now, really, it's kind of just like who are the 10 most interesting media members in Nashville in 2022, <laughs> which also is not fair uh, and maybe a bit out of context. But either way, it's going to be fun. We'll talk a little bit of Twitter here. Uh, of course, Elon Musk just having a just having a blast, <laughs> losing lots of money and users. Uh, and then the World Cup soccer final on Sunday morning relative to NFL football in the United States. We'll, we'll have a quick conversation about that, but we'll give you our top 10 most listened to people and episodes and topics in media and sports media in Nashville in 2022. Before we do any of that, Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner, by the way, great and very important story from the Nashville Banner up uh, as of Monday morning. So make sure you check that out. Sign up NashvilleBanner.com to have those news stories delivered directly to your inbox uh, right there in your email. It's actually super easy. Um, Steve, we are brought to you by who? Jaspers. Always brought to you by the fine folks at Jaspers. Christmas specials aren't that great. We talked about this last week on the episode. Christmas remake specials aren't that great. Um, Jaspers does it better than everybody, though. Other than the Guardians of the Galaxy remake, Jasper's Christmas edition. Awesome. Awesome. Get out of the house. Don't pay for parking. They got all kinds of cool menu items there. The, the, the stocking stuffers are there. If you need to get a gift, this is coming out before Christmas. This is right before Christmas. So if you need something, you want a little Nashville swag or some food swag from a good local shop, they've got the, the grab and go market right there. You can go in and have a great meal, have a beer, and then do your Christmas shopping at the place you had beer and played free air hockey and didn't pay for parking. It, it, what what else do you need from a restaurant? They're giving you Christmas shopping opportunities. It's actually stocking, quite ridiculous. Quality stocking stuffer opportunities, hard to beat. Hard to beat. I'm always on the lookout for something interesting, something fun, something delicious uh, to go into the stocking stuffer here, uh, here at, at our house. And um, local, and local. It's local. It's delicious. It's good. Uh, you can go in, grab a meal, grab a beer, grab, grab whatever. Watch your favorite bowl game uh, as bowl season is here upon us. A cure bowl. Why, that was my favorite. Why are you watching bowl games? Uh, but but if you but if, hey, if that's your thing, yep. If you're into you know Iowa against Kentucky, which will be the over under, I believe is thirty one. Whoa. Oh, hey, Mark I mean, Stoops, is, Mark Stoops is, against his, his, his alma mater for the second time in the same calendar year, by the way. That is academy. <laughs> that is an academy esque over yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but but head over to Jasper's because they they've got and just and just walk through the market because they have great stuff. You know, you're always looking for that one item to kind of drop into drop into the stocking that that delights people on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning whenever you do your stockings. It's, I mean, literally like over 100 items. I think most of them are all local. Like some of them are food. Some of them are knickknacks. Some of them are things for like the kitchen. Some of them are funny. Some of them are really like delicious. Uh, I will say it does also help people who just don't buy gifts that well. So if you feel like you've purchased a gift and you're kind of like, I don't know if this is enough. <laughs> that's where you go into Jasper's and you like supplement, right? It's like a supplemental stocking stuffer there for somebody that you, a think little extra. You, didn't, you didn't do a good enough job a little extra on the gift you know what i'm talking about too when you buy the gift you're like oh this is gonna be good and then you're like 
but I think it needs something else. <laughs> I, I need, yeah, I, 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 a, little bit more. a few of those. Here I like this person more than just this gift. I need to do, I need to do more, more than that. I don't want to yeah. put a monetary value on our relationship, but it's more than what I'm holding in my hand. <laughs> right. So you go to Jasper's, you buy a couple things and you're good to go. Uh, okay. So we'll get to our top 12, top 10 episodes. And, and by the way, for the record, let's just get this out of the way right now. Chase McCabe talked came on in the middle of the summertime we talked a ton about the fairgrounds and the developments what's going on with the fairgrounds he was number 12 on our list and if we had one person who made the list twice this year two episodes made the top 10 and if it was not for this particular individual chase mccabe would have made the top top 10 also the reason he's number 12 is because number 11 is actually number 10 because mailbag <laughs> mailbag made the people, top 10 as well <laughs> people love mailbags people people love mailbags so mailbag has been removed but the person who made the top 10 twice has not so they will count so basically chase mccabe number 12 you were one spot away from making our top 11 which is really our top 10 because we removed the mailbag everybody follow <laughs> everybody good uh, okay quickly world cup final is it safe to say that it, and we're not going to spend any time analyzing the match or the game or Messi's goatness or whatever, because he is just the greatest of all time. But it, was it the best World Cup, World Cup final? What, what What's the right exp explainer for you? Because I think the ratings are going to bear this out as the most watched sporting event, maybe in world history. I, I think I think we can definitely say that it was the best final of all time. Uh, and and somebody somebody put it this way: it's at least the best final of the color television era. Uh, okay. You know, there there's some there's some there's some finals that we kind of like can't compare to from the you know 50s and 30s and whatever. But but it's at least since since we started watching it on TV, it's it's the best final. I mean, my God, it was it was highly highly entertaining, uh, which made the decision by Fox to dump the the cup ceremony in favor of i guess in our in, in our neighborhood it was uh it was cowboys jags uh I, to, to dump to that at noon because the game ran long it ran and it ran right up to almost exactly noon right like yeah yeah i mean I noon they were on the field you know cheering and then they and then they had to like quickly go over to, to FS1. You got you um, got just enough side boob to be satisfied and then <laughs> move directly on to NFL football. I actually think if I'm a Fox executive, that's exactly what you wanted. <laughs> was captivation up until the very last minute and then oh, we're not going to miss any of the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and fortunately, I mean it was it was enough that we didn't have to watch Terry and uh, JB true. and that's that whole true. crew this morning. It was funny and they they showed a shot of of them actually watching the game uh instead of you know doing a doing a I, I guess a preview show yeah um but the is that what they do it's it, it, yeah i mean it was just bewildering I, that is i mean you wouldn't do that with the super bowl i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't dump the 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 presentation of the lombardi trophy are you legitimately uh, upset about this like yeah you, i mean you know, I think you know that that's not what the ratings want though you know that I, american I think, viewers want cowboys football not a, a a trophy for soccer tournament i think it's dumb okay. i think it's I, I think it's i think it's really dumb i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't do that and you wouldn't be like oh man we, we we've been we've been promoing the equalizer here for weeks we got to go to we got to go to the equalizer or you know some in, in CIS franchise I, I, or or whatever else. I I, I just it, 
I think you're wrong on this. I think you're wrong on this. I think the right business, cynical, cynical American business decision is to switch immediately to NFL football. Now, I was exhausted. I couldn't even watch NFL football on Sunday morning. I was so exhausted. I'm glad the Titans game didn't start till 320 or whatever, because I, I was not interested. I, I, I was out of energy at that point, uh, out of nerves and out of everything. But again, the, the number for 2018 was three point five billion for the entire tournament. Uh, 1.1, 1.2 billion for the final. They're expected to exceed that. We're already seeing record numbers in the BBC, record-breaking numbers in France, record-breaking numbers in a number of countries in terms of television ratings, and it dwarfs the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs. I will be interested to compare sort of ratings and shares of the entire NFL playoffs in the Super Bowl in America versus the entire World Cup and the World Cup final in the rest of the world. It'll be interesting to see how those two numbers stack up against each other. The the other thing that I, I found kind of interesting, and in and I tweeted this out in kind of the middle of the in the middle of the game, which was, I mean, just pulsating. I mean, it was the the game was vibrating on your television. It was so good, uh, and and I tweeted out that it's very you know, erotic it, of you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a borderline uh, erotic final. It was. It was very it was. Uh I mean, I don't know what more you want out of a final. Uh, but I tweeted out that that it'll be interesting to see what Nashville Talk Radio does today here Ugh. with with a with a historic, I mean, imminently watchable final. And th- they have they have dead ass preds and dead ass titans to talk about. And they're gonna <laughs> Com- do combine the ten straight losses for <laughs> the two franchises. <laughs> they're gonna do like they're gonna do like you know, every show yeah. is gonna do like four hours on, you know, breaking down a Titans loss that that everybody wants to forget right now. Okay. I mean, all right. It, all right. So let me take everybody behind the curtain here as we're doing this navel gazing episode. So Steve texts me last week and he's he's like, man, what what we've, we we need to talk about this. No one is on National Sports Talk Radio is talking about the greatest player in the world playing in the world's biggest game, it, like maybe in history, and no one's talking about. It. I said, yeah, that's because it is not a dominant market driving audience grabbing topic in Nashville. And I said, if you were good at this job, if you were a great radio host, if you were really good, you can figure out a way to make that topic relevant to Nashville by making it about the viewers not caring. And and because they're you're never going to win, like you're never going to win broadest set of the audience, according to the science of radio, which is going to be a real interesting twist on this episode later in the later in the show. Um, it, you're never going to convince the broadest set of the American Nashville audience to care more about Messi and Argentina versus France than about the Tennessee Titans or the Vols, maybe even the Preds. But if you're good at it, the way you frame it is this is the greatest player of all time. This is how I sold my wife and daughters, by the way, on Sunday morning. This is the greatest player of all time playing in what could be his final match for his country, a country that has not won this trophy in a very long time. And and he could accomplish the thing that would sort of seal his status as the greatest of all time in the, in the, in the sporting event that more of the world will watch than anything else by a by a mile. Why don't you care Nashville? That is how you, the, the subject is not Messi and Argentina going up against Mbappe in France for soccer fans. It is the subject of that radio segment that would work. That would drive calls is tell me why you don't care or tell me why you do care that that's how you have to frame it in Nashville. Unfortunately, it won't happen this, this, uh, this week. No, they're they're, they're going to skip it all together. And I haven't I haven't dabbled in. Uh, I've I've had some stuff to do this morning. I didn't dabble in 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 morning uh, morning radio. I'll I'll check in with the afternoon guys and see. No, see Rex Road, Rex Road's talking see, about how the how the world is burning in Nashville. It's fine. 
<laughs> and it, to be fair, it is. I mean, it, that that's not an illegitimate topic, but it, it is. It is just striking that there is this one. There is this one topic that is, and it's it's not even like you can. It's not even like you can put like the American kind of like Frank DeFord, you know, soccer's dumb, whatever else kind of kind of criticism of it. It was. It oh, was like the what, like the it, one nothing thing. Yeah, you can't. By, by yeah. all neutral standards, I mean yeah. people. People were saying yesterday, "I don't care about soccer." Holy crap! I couldn't stop right. watching this. No, I told, I told, I told Haley, my wife Haley, I was like three to three, is is sort of like a uh, like a forty two thirty eight Mahomes Josh Allen shootout, <laughs> right? right? But also, right. but again, but that, with that, like that, 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 that started that started like twenty all at the start of the fourth quarter, right? With yeah, with. with Tom Brady and like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, like in their final game, potentially like, yeah. like, like it's just that the analogies are there again. It, it's not what necessarily Nashville people want. Obviously uh, you now know that we were recording this on Monday. Uh, okay. So uh, quickly, before we get to our top 12, uh, Elon Musk, the Twitter stuff, he's already backed out of the rules. He sort of implemented on, I think it was what Saturday or Sunday and everybody can't share links to other things. And he started using the phrase publisher, which is, what all these social media platforms are, but if you start using the term publisher, uh, there's a whole different set of rules, if you like legal, like legal ramifications. So I think he, and it sounds like he learned quickly and uh, <laughs> changed his stance pretty fast. Well, and and he put up a poll: should I still be CEO of Twitter? And it came back, you know, like sixty percent of people were like, no, the dude, <laughs> the dude does not abide. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to we got to throw that out there that. The only thing you really need to know about that stuff is, A, again, like we said a couple weeks ago, all these social media platforms do is sell your experience Interesting. to your advertisers. And you need to create a good positive experience for people to enjoy your platform. Otherwise, they leave and you lose money. And that is what's happening to Twitter because there's worse stuff on there now. So, Interesting side note. The single biggest thing that happens on Twitter, World Cup. Oh, yeah. There you go. I mean, and, world, world World Cup is World Cup is is hands down, the, like the biggest event. Which is which is why the timing of him driving off advertisers ahead of oh, brutal ahead of the World Cup and and like the amount of engagement that happens on that on on Twitter during the World Cup it was just baffling to me. But I'm but I'm really happy and glad that he got to enjoy the final in person with people that have influence in the Middle East, perhaps. Anyway, um, so. Top 12 episodes, Steve. You want to do this? Brought to you by Jaspers. Always brought to you by the quarter zips at Jaspers. So number 12 is uh, technically number 11 because we're taking Mailbag out. But Mailbag did finish in the top 10. So cheers to us. Um, <laughs> uh, Honorable number 11, number 11, which is really number 10. So number 10. First loser. Steve Lehman, number 10. Of course, he, we, when the Big Ten expanded, he is an Illinois grad. He's obviously a TV expert and a play-by-play guy for Belmont basketball. Uh, a guy that I've worked with and had a chance to do lots of shows with, one of the smartest, m- sort of most hardworking and knowledgeable dudes I've ever been around in this business, play by play for Belmont, but also a huge Big Ten expert. So when the Big Ten expanded, no one was better to talk about it. So if you want to hear a, a really smart, knowledgeable guy who's had a lot of roles and is deeply tied to the city and to the Midwest and wants to, and you want to understand Big Ten expansion, Steve Lehman was your guy. And uh, that was number 10 on our list in 2022. Love, love Steve Lehman, and uh, it was the second appearance uh, on the show. And and, and Lehman is, man, I just, 
I, I just love Lehman. Uh, he's he's a very laid back guy, uh, and y- you wouldn't know um, you wouldn't know just just from kind of talking to him, just like kind of how how plugged in he is in the Big Ten. It was a perfect kind of uh, it was a perfect kind of uh, uh, intro to kind of expansion and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, a really good show. I was very pleased with that one. So we have a tie. An exact tie for number nine on the list, which is technically not guess number eight, right? Because if, sure. if, if eight and nine are tied, uh, Kim Smith Titans PR. This was back in June seventeenth. Uh, uh, Kim Smith runs a lot of the Titans PR. She's one of the three or four people in that group. Talked a lot about her history and and sort of growth in the industry and how difficult it is uh, for women in the NFL to work. She's made an extraordinary career out of hard work and being in the right place at the right time. She's from Long Fun Island. Kind of- Fun kind of behind the scenes uh, look at Titans PR and kind of like what happens when, you know, what happens when something big happens on draft day? What happens? Like, how do they prepare for for all for all of the sort of the 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 volume of news that that the Titans are going to have to produce? I think she told a really funny story about getting like something wrong in the A.J. Brown tweet, like like uh, like grammatically or punctuation wise, maybe not nothing like serious. And like how devastated, like how nervous she is to send out the official tweets sometimes for the team. Oh, yeah. Because you have to get everything exactly right. Uh, she also told a great story about Derrick Henry and who Derrick Henry is off the field. Again, he doesn't really open up a ton uh, as a person, but Kim has kind of came into the league and worked for the Titans around the same time. Derrick Henry became a starter at running back for them. And, and having seen them interact and been around Derrick myself, like again, he is kind of has this whole other persona that we're starting to see more of. But Kim tells a great story about Derrick Henry and uh, tied with her. At number nine on the list, Chad Withrow, back Ju- also back in June, uh, the science of OutKick 360, this is sort of a year and some change removed from their big move. Obviously, PK was still there at the time, uh, so a very interesting conversation with him. Always great. Chad just Chad can go anywhere with any piece of content. He can make it entertaining, uh, but they have definitely evolved in a year and a half since moving from Midday 180 to out- OutKick 360. Uh, I I, kind of can't wait for the next outkick discussion. We're going to have to do this probably sometime in the spring Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, that show is, I mean, that that show has taken twists and turns and, you know, it's a different show with, with he and Hutton, just he and Hutton right now. Uh, It's not necessarily a better or worse show. It's just, it's just a different kind of thing. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was great how he kind of like wound us through how, they were trying to pick up different pieces of audience, uh, you know, kind of, you know, they were, they're watching, they're watching their numbers on Twitter. They're watching their numbers kind of on Facebook. They're watching their numbers like that as much as they're watching like T uh, I mean, traditional radio ratings. Right. I think what's really interesting. Um, and I agree. I cannot wait to have the next conversation with any of the three of them, but I do think, and we talked about this with, with, with with Hutton, um, we talked about this with Chad originally when he came on and and made sort of like the big like not the announcement but like when they came first made the move in 2021, and and he came on immediately after that announcement and we kind of talked about this and Hutton's talked about this and Chad talked about it on, on the episode we're referencing is is this evolution of of what the content is and who they're targeting and it they're trying to do something very delicate and different than most people have ever tried and I just think that. It's a hard thing to do. We've we've asked them that question a lot, and it is hard. You have to evolve as a content creator, as a host, to go from talking 
like we just alluded to, right? Like Titans, Vols, Preds are going to dominate radio in Nashville this week for how bad it is. And you got to focus almost every segment on those topics. And that is what they did for almost a decade on Midday 180. And now they're talking about things like Aaron Judge, talking about things like Kirk Cousins. Like I, I just, it's, you have to evolve to do that. And I just think broadly, you know, people change not for the better or for the worse, but you have to kind of evolve and change when your medium changes like that. And, uh, you know, we'll find out more details about, you know, why the, the show broke up. But to me, that's a, a big part of how difficult that transition was going to be is is the content itself and who you have to become, what you have to study, what you have to talk about. Like, that was always a big question for me. So I think I think they, they're still doing big numbers. It's not about the numbers. I think it's more about the subject matter is is just my, difficult my, to change. My bitching about kind of, you know, Nashville sports talk, not you know, notwithstanding, um, they have a really hard job trying to figure out how do you put together, how do you put together this audience? Uh, and, and what is, how much national versus regional versus local kind of goes into it? Um, it, it is a, it, it is a tough, tough, it is a tough, tough, uh, gig that they've got. And, you know, to talk it all off, you know, they're back on local radio as well. Right. And so, so kind of like that, and Chad was, I think really good talking about kind of like how that feeds into all of it. And, and here's how I would just sort of characterize them. Just my own personal opinion, not talking to anybody, just my personal opinion. Like we talk a lot about niche audience versus broader set of the audience, right? Like radio trying to appeal to as many people as possible with subjects that appeal as widely as possible versus what podcasts do, what independent media websites do, what blogs do when you have to go sort of an inch wide and a mile deep. And I think Paul, for for his entire career, at least since the late 90s, has been so entrenched and in-depth with the Titans. I, Chad has kind of always struck me as, even when he and I did local shows about just the SEC, there's always he's always had like pop culture and movies and music and sort of like this desire. He, he's always struck me as more of a national conversationalist. And Hutton's kind of been in the middle, right? And so to see where that content went for that for the three of those guys i don't you know it, it's a tough thing to do uh to evolve all that content and to evolve those roles and to evolve those personalities to study different things and i just it, you know it, it well, well i can't wait for the next one <laughs> let's just, yeah no doubt let's just say that uh all right mailbag was technically next but they got eliminated um number seven on the list and this is hold back on. in hold, yeah, hold, okay hold on yep. yeah number seven and number three so, so maybe we hold this one until number three. Okay, we'll hold number seven till we get to number three. But how yep. about this? Number seven took place February twenty fifth. Lot of, in depth, lots of details, lots of minutia, lots of legal mumbo jumbo. And then num number three on the list was October twenty first. Pretty recently, so you can start to do the uh, if you're trying to look ahead. Uh, all right, number six number on six. the list. Butch speared on new Titan Stadium and the World Cup. This was the week, I believe, right before the FIFA, that FIFA announced the locations for the 2026 World Cup. Also, some news had broken uh, around that time. This was June 10th, around that time, about the, the 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 planning and the conversations about the budgets and the all the different things about the Titan Stadium. So, Butch, of course, actually broke news on that pod, and he said, "If we get the stadium and that that WWE WrestleMania is that the right phrase?" Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Would already be, would already be locked into coming. That's their big event, right? Like the the seventy thousand people or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that 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 one actually. He he said, look, they've already told us they would come if we had the new stadium. So, uh, lots of ramifications, lots of interesting 
nuggets there about how different FIFA is before and after sort of the cleansing, if it, as, as it were, about the Qatari World Cup. Uh, lots of insight into how these bids take well, place, how Nashville earns. I mean, the the, the insight I thought, which was really interesting, was you know Nashville was a lock when 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 the U.S. was making an earlier bid uh, because of the relationship between Nashville and 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 the and the U.S. Uh, organizers. The U the the local organizers have less power, uh, and a, a, in sort of in the new setup. And I think that that's one of the things that costs Nashville. I mean, uncertainty over the stadium ultimately was, uh, was enough to kind of wipe out any, any of Nashville's chances. And I think if, if this had been under the old bid setup and the U and the U S had been driving it, you would have seen, you probably would have seen Nashville hold on to a slot. Are we so? First of all, had it had they won the twenty twenty two, we would have gotten one. Is what we're is is number one that kind of came out of that. But is what you're saying in theory? What you're saying is that because FIFA is less corrupt and has fixed some of their problems, we didn't get a chance. Is that oh, yeah? Like that. That's kind of what we're saying here, right? Yeah, I mean, so so the good part is is you get the corruption out of it theoretically. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. I don't know if 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 briefcases of money are still changing hands. Um, mm. The the downside of that is that, how, you, how, by the way, how fast do you think the Fox broadcast crew packed up that set and got out of town? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> pretty quick. Uh, the 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 flip side of that is is that you lose the local relationships. Yep. Uh, and 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 there's there's a value there on a local level. There, uh, you know, I should say on a on a like a, a U.S. level, there's there's a value to having those relationships and that that had been built over time with the U S kind of successful, I mean, with Nashville kind of successfully hosting gold cups and uh, world cup qualifiers and uh, she believes cups and, you know, all, all these, all these sorts of things. Uh, and, and, you know, which, which was pretty candid about, you, yep. you know, about yep. how, when, when that changed, he didn't, you know, he didn't, he still thought that at that time we, we were going to get it. Uh, and, Obviously, you know, obviously the change in those relationships was was one of the things, uh, along with the fact that, that there's a massive uncertainty over the stadium. Uh, so, yeah, good. Go check that one out. Uh, a lot of stuff there. Interesting that the, it was good for the game, right? Globally, FIFA and soccer, potentially that there's less corruption, but it actually ended up hurting Nashville's chances. Uh, and again, we're guaranteed WWE, of course. Uh, so go back and check that one out on June, Thank God. June 10th. All right. That's halfway, which means we need to say. That this navel gazing garbage is brought to you by Jaspers. <laughs> when you think of navel gazing garbage, gazing garbage, easy think for of you Jaspers. to say. <laughs> uh, seriously, we said it earlier. Stocking stuffers, guys. I, I'm I'm telling you, like I, I, we all have gifts we've gotten for the people that we ha love in our lives. You've gotten the main gift, right? You spend time thinking about it. You get the main gift. Here's what you need to do: you go get yourself a beer, maybe a couple beers, smash burger, get some great apps. Play some air hockey, and then after all of that's done, just meander through the market. Buy like eight, buy like five or six things. They're, none of them are big, none of them are expensive. Just buy like five or six things, and just have them in your car for when you know you're going to need to add something to a gift or somebody you forgot about. <laughs> see, I, Jasper's helping you not forget about your loved ones. See, I see. I would take a different direction here, which is that the only. I have a I have a hard time seeing the Preds right now because 
they're not on my they're they're not on my streaming package. I can't get I can't get the Preds. You're not missing anything. The, the only reason why I want to leave the uh, that I would be willing to leave the house to watch a Preds game is because of the deal at Jasper's. Mm, that's true. These the the smash burger and beer uh, deal at Jasper's one of the best deals anywhere. And you know it, it, if you're going to have to watch the Preds. Uh, my God, you should at least uh, you should at least do it with uh, cheap beer and burgers. You can get three pints, three draft beers, and a delicious smash burger with tornado fries for nineteen dollars. Less than incredible. 20, less than twenty. Incredible. Um, also, wear a hoodie when you go in. Okay, that's all. I, that's all I ask. When you go into Jasper's, wear hoodies, not quarter zips. Go to Jasper's, everybody. Okay, number five on the list, Steve. This is Number a five. Cu- couple of exit interviews here in our top ten. Uh, exit interview. I-, I was not surprised that either one of these was in. No, here. I totally agree. Exit interview. Back in August, I one of, if not the the best active writers, sports writers, or generalist writers in the city at General- the time. He would say generalist. He would exit interview J.R. Lind, and I'm not really sure what we learned. I'm not really sure if there's a lesson. I'm not really sure what we accomplished in that conversation, but I think it was probably the deepest of all deep cuts in the history of Nashville sports and media. I, I think like you have to understand the city to understand the things that J.R. Lynn talked about in that episode. <laughs> the thing, the thing that J.R. moving to LA uh, really sucks about is that uh, you, you lose somebody who can talk about like what the Hippodrome was. You lose somebody who can the hill who can, at steeplechase. Yeah, who can talk about the hill at steeplechase? Who can talk about right. uh, who can talk about racing and can talk about football and can talk about you know who who can go who can go deep on you know Nashville South Stars history Division um, Three or Division One? What was the name of the division? The Central Division? Oh, Conference Three. Conference Three. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, if you get the, these references, then you're the Nashville. old Conference Three blog that that they. And there's still, I think, a a conference three championship belt kind of floating around out there. I, I feel like we should have renamed the episode. Like you're so Nashville, if you can understand this episode, yeah. Like that. That's really what it is. So J.R. Lind exit interview, just awesome. And here's Which, what my here's what my hope is, Steve. This is a little nugget for you guys out there. Here's here's my hope. I am hopeful that we have not seen the last of J.R. Lind producing content in Nashville. I'm hopeful. I'm just saying. Just, just leave it, that out there. Just throwing it out there. Uh, uh, you you should. Ahead. You should. One thing you should check out. Uh, in, in since he moved to L.A., one of the first things he did was he wrote a freelance piece for the scene on hot chicken in L.A., uh, which is actually, <laughs> of he did. which is which is quite good. <laughs> unlike quite good. the hot, unlike the hot, chi- unlike, unlike the hot chicken. Um, okay. Uh, exit interview number four on the list. Most listened to episode twenty twenty two. Exit interview Emily Proud. Uh, she left uh, WKRN News 2 to go to CBS and, and 24-7 Sports. She never actually moved. She still lives about, as, as I'm sitting here, about two miles from me. Um, but uh, taking a, 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 a basically shifting, the big lesson from her, in my opinion, was shifting from sort of the TV traditional path, which is going from sports to like news anchor on the weekends, and the content shift that took place for her and having to do so much that wasn't sports, so little of her time and little of her day that was not sports. She is a sports junkie. She played sports at Belmont. She is. She came up in sports and media. She's a media and sports junkie, and she wanted to work in sports. 
and she got a perfect opportunity doing exactly what she loves in the city she loves, but doing it on a national college football level instead of, you know, like school shootings and <laughs> and bizarre weirdness that takes place on weekends uh, on the news desk. So really, Emily's great. She's awesome. Uh, great conversation. That one, of course, back uh, on September 23rd. I, I loved love the Emily interview, uh, and uh, she gave us really good insight uh, into kind of problems in local sports and and sort of the 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 tough sled that they have to pull in order to get on the air in order to get more than 90 seconds more than two minutes on a more than three minutes on a uh, on a uh, on a nightly newscast kind of where they can do their work where they can do good work and I, and I think uh one of the one of the themes that kind of comes out from from a lot of the TV people here in town is, is how do you do your best work in in the face of sort of a shrinking uh, a, a shrinking window to do it uh and and a lot of creative stuff uh, particularly at channel two that kind of popped up during the pandemic um that she and and then Kayla who who also gave an exit interview to us and and Corey uh were doing on like facebook and and just just sort of ways that they ways that they could actually be uh, sports journalists in, you know, with, with the medium trying to spit sports journalism out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bizarre because I do think, and we've talked about this with everybody that's left television. Again, Kayla left television for radio still does some, still does plenty of freelance stuff in TV, but leaving local TV, the thing that strikes me all the time, Steve, when we have those conversations is just like, they are, they are the most uniquely qualified to pivot into the digital space, they just sort of uh, like feel uncomfortable doing it with opinion-based content. And to do digital space stuff, you've got to have opinion-based. Radio, opinion-based. Columns, opinion-based. Like you have to be able to do opinion-based content to appeal to a broader set of the audience. And like there's almost like we have every single thing we would ever need to pivot to digital video because we're a, a video network, but we just feel like we're too serious. We can't allow ourselves to go into that area and so why do sports and it's like what are we doing like it's just that that's the thing that strikes me every time we have these conversations it's like yeah and i guess i get it but i also am like why why don't you just do it just launch a whole digital network that's local video (laughs) like that's what that's what's working right now so anyway Uh, all right number three and number seven the great Nate Rao, Axios reporter. The first one, of course, number seven on the list was February 25th. That was back um, when we first started getting the details, the first big detail dump, uh, as it were, about information coming out about the new Titan Stadium. And then, of course, when the real details actually broke, the actual hard numbers, the actual tax plan, the financing plan, all that stuff. If you Not much has changed, right, Steve, since we did that episode. So if you really are out of the loop on all of the finer points and details of Who's pushing for what? Where is this money coming from? How does that money get defined? Nate Rao, Titan, Titan, Titan Stadium details, October 21st, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, our number three episode of 2022, and nobody's going to explain it in more detail than him. So, Yeah, quite good. Uh, again, chock full of what both the politics and the the details of the deal are. So, it's evolved a little, but not much. Uh, and and if you want if you want a good primer on... What this is, as it's kind of head, heading towards, uh, you know, we're taping this on Monday. I think tomorrow night a term sheet goes to the goes to the Metro Council, uh, which is one of the kind of the first steps towards 
towards approving uh, towards approving a stadium deal. So I have a feeling we'll have Nate on again soon. <laughs> I have a feeling uh, that's that's exactly right. Now, what did you think? By the way, uh, sort of off topic here. What did you make of the sort of um, presented plan for the renovation? Because <laughs> that's obviously a big point of contention. Is like, oh, we don't have an objective, independent analysis of what renovation costs actually would be, and then they drop the entire package of the renovation, and it looks like a totally new building. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that 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 part of it was that part of it was 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 pretty interesting. The <laughs> I don't know the the renovation piece of it. Th- there have been different iterations of this deal for years, uh, and it's sort of fascinating to think that if if this deal had gotten done under Briley, which it almost did, um, or at least at least gotten started, um, that it would have been a completely different thing. There wouldn't have been a dome. There wouldn't have been Right. kind of other pieces um i don't know i mean it's it's it's, it's a good kind of sliding sliding doors sort of moment there i i know that we're not in we like this is a sports show right technically and, and a lot of times we're trying to branch out it's a media show as well i will be fascinated to study the differences between uh the the, the public statements and public sentiments of of council people and the mayor's office combined with the coverage of the sports piece of this the titans and the entire East Bank development piece of this, which is what the Cooper administration wants to be his defining moment. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they, what the fights are like, how different they are, what the coverage is like, how different they are, again, of the two debates, voting for the stadium proposal, and then how they go about developing all the other 100 plus acres of land around the Titan Stadium, which of course are inextricably linked but two very different fights with two very different issues amongst the council people and, again, the coverage of that. So I think it's going to be very interesting. So, uh, again, you, Nate, that episode is still very much relevant. Go listen to that. October 21st, Nate Rao, Titan Stadium details, and, until we have him on in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, when, they, when, they, when they vote uh, and, it, and it passes and we've got a stadium bill or stadium, you know, whatever – vote uh we'll we'll have nate on again to explain the inner workings of all of that so all right my favorite one on the list okay number two number two all time and this is so meta and so like ouroboros of sports media because when i put out the tweet shout out to broadway sports media for one of my favorite pieces they do every every week which is terrible titans twitter takes (laughs) they do a great piece of content and they put my tweet from my company 440 sports about this episode into their 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 article about terrible takes and the tweet was i'm paraphrasing here but basically no one does sports talk radio better than jared stillman and that is why and you hate him for it and that's why you listen and the science of hating jared stillman finished number two on our list this year which means more of you listen to the jared stillman episode than every other episode in the entire catalog this year, except for one, which proves that we are right, and Jared is right as well. <laughs> well, let's not let's not make brash statements like Jared is right. I didn't say about uh, anything he says on the I, air. Let's say let's let's <laughs> say Jared's very good at his job. Jared is very good at his job, and that is what the tweet said. And so I stand by the tweet. Broadway sports media Titans terrible takes. Come on, Rob. My tweet is on the floor. Uh, <laughs> The, I, I I do I, I I went back actually in kind of preparation for this. I went back and listened to a couple of things. I, I I listened to part of the Stillman episode because I knew that, um, 
I, I knew that we were gonna. I knew it was gonna be in the top ten. I didn't know it was gonna be number two. It has um, been number one the entire year, and until yeah. we'll get to number one. But it's been number yeah. one the entire year, which again proves him right. <laughs> the the Stillman is Stillman is a very is a very fun figure in uh, Nashville sports talk. Who I, I mean, I I, I respect the guy a lot. Uh, I don't agree with him much, uh, and and I and I think that he he goes to some kind of ridiculous places. Uh, I mean, he he's hung on to he's he's hung on to some some uh, uh, free agent news. We'll just leave it at that. Kind of uh, in the past, uh, that maybe less than less than good sourcing, but but the if you want to know if you want to know how sports talk radio is is clinging to the ever diminishing share of terrestrial radio audience that they have, go look at Stillman. Go look at Stillman. I mean, he is he is very good at his job. Uh, and and you can hate him for it, but if as long as you're listening, he doesn't care. Yeah, um, I I don't necessarily. First of all, I I like Jared Stillman a lot. I think he's a really good dude. I think he is miscast in part because of his own on air personality that he has developed. Now, I think I don't agree with much of anything he says on the air. I think it's sort of like shit posting on radio, to be honest mm. with you. But guess what gets traction. Guess what works? Guess what you listen to, whether you like it or not. And again, uh, this is he executes the science of radio better than anybody I have ever worked with ever. I've worked at ESPN. I've worked at ESPN for three years and he does it better than almost all of them. Fitzy might be as good. Jason Fitz and Jared Stillman might be the two best people I've ever worked with in terms of setting it up and and doing the thing you're supposed to do to drive audience. Not to drive agreement, to drive audience. That is his job, to get you to listen. And if you hate what he's saying, but you're listening, then he wins. And he's great at it. That's so just it. stop listening to Stillman. Full stop. The <laughs> only, this is, you know, you, you, you were bitching about bowl games earlier. Like, don't, why are you yeah. watching bowl games? The only reason we have 42 bowl games, which of which most are owned actually by a subsidiary of ESPN, not even owned by like the, the, uh, like the charity, you know, good old boy network. They're actually owned by Disney or a subsidiary of Disney is because you keep watching. <laughs> if you don't like the fact that there are 42 bowl games, don't watch. That is right. the only, that's the only, your only recourse is to stop watching or in this case, stop listening, but you don't, don't do, don't do what I did the other day, which was look up and go, wow, the Bahamas bowl is, uh, is on at 11 o'clock on a Friday morning. What <laughs> in the actual fuck is going on? Yeah. Well, the cure bowl is actually two really good teams. That afternoon, it should have been in prime time. That, that, I was very upset about that. Two great coaches, by the way. Uh, just keep an eye. Here's a, here's a fo- college football nugget for you. Jeff Trailer, UTSA. John Summerall at Troy. Going to be head coaches in the Power Five. Going to be Pro- going to be Power Five conference. Probably coaches. in the SEC. I'm just saying. One of those guys will end up in the SEC. So just remember, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, so again, you listen. And again, you don't. he doesn't care if you agree with his take. He just wants you listening. And that is how he wins uh at his job that is what his job is he is paid to keep you listening that's it so that's number two and largely had been number one the entire year up until like a couple of weeks ago number one on the list and this was number, this was and this number was, one in your hearts 
and the only person well that's not true still, heart. That, that actually what's ironic is the top two are the two that like we're asking to be on the on the show <laughs> still, stillman requested it for 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 sure and and adam bingen this was september 30th so this was not his exit interview back in the spring this was uh september 30th A- analytics have changed sports and media I'm so proud that like the nerdiest episode we did was number one this year for some weird reason. Uh, this is about his him taking a part time job at Sport Logic. What was his next career move uh, after the the the, uh, the the career with the Athletic ended? Um, and he demanded, he demanded he come on the show. He's like, I need to be on the show. We're going to talk about this. He's an avid listener of Lamestream. Adam, we love you. You're number one in 2022 and number one in our hearts uh the analytics how analytics have changed sports and media september 30th go check it out uh i don't know i don't need to tell say anything more about what you can learn from adam he's an excellent writer excellent reporter uh very good at his job and um landed on his feet and is doing well not surprising at all one of one of my favorite things about adam is since he's no longer covering the preds his his low-key shit posting about the preds on <laughs> twitter is is highly entertaining for those of us who are who are really frustrated with kind of like how the franchise is is going right now i i appreciate adam so much coming on to the show kind of after leaving the athletic in an unexpected fashion uh yeah, yeah. and and kind of detailing all of that and talking about you know his career and his family and uh, kind of what this new next phase is and by the way his next phase is really really fucking interesting yeah he's very good um i <laughs> but by the way uh, shameless promotion here if you'd like to hear adam shit posting on a podcast he'll be <laughs> he'll be doing the christmas episode of the gold standard <laughs> so, so excellent if you want to hear some real blow it all up preds content uh michael and i michael gallagher of course of the national scene and the national post the host of the gold standard will be joined by Adam Vingan coming up here uh, probably next week sometime. So uh, just stay tuned for that. That'll be <laughs> that'll be interesting, <laughs> uh, depending on what the Preds do over the course of the next week. So, so there, you, there you have it. A- Adam Vingan, so, number one. So hey. just for this show, I have a recommendation. Oh, can I go through the list real fast and read? Yeah, yeah. Just, okay, go ahead. Number, number one, Adam Vingan. Number two, Jared Stillman. Number three, Nate Rao. Number four, Emily Proud. Number five, J.R. Lynn. Number six, Butch Spiridon. Number seven, Nate Rao. Number eight, technically mailbag. They're out of there. Uh, Chad Withrow and Kim Smith tied. Again, that Kim Smith episode cannot say enough about how good that episode was. Uh, Steve Lehman uh, and then Chase McCabe. Honorable honorable mention, Chase McCabe from 1025 The Game. So there you go. There's your top 10 slash 12 most listened to episodes of 2022. Look how awesome we are, Steve. Uh, I have a... a, a, a... I have a recommendation for this uh, that is this episode specific because it's with a former guest. Okay. Uh, Jeff Perlman was on the, was oh, on the yes. show yes. earlier this year and, and talking about um, uh, talking about the Lakers HBO uh, series that, but that was made out of his book. Uh, his, uh, by the way, his Bo Jackson book, I just started is fantastic if you're if you're a college football fan or if you're a if you're a Bo Jackson fan if you're a fan of immortal humans on walking the earth uh go check out this Bo Jackson book it's 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 quite good um but he so he keeps a substack and we talked about it on uh, in the interview where, it, where it's basically kind of a journalism substack and and a lot of it is aimed at early career 
kind of professionals, kids in college. He teaches a college class. And the the one which came out last week uh, uh, is called The Depressing Career Decisions of Bobby Barack. Barack? Burak? I don't know. Burak. I, I don't know how to say it. We're going to say Barack. Uh, you want to understand the is, grift? <laughs> it is phenomenal surgical in what it does and what it does uh he talks about bobby barack and i think i like boo rack better let's call it boo rack <laughs> and and his obsession with uh jamel hill and and her and her <laughs> writing oh yeah and it, it is it gets into Part of the thing that just drives me absolutely nuts about Outkick, not three, not, not Outkick three hundred and sixty. I want to keep that off here to the side, um, but but about the Outkick site and the Outkick site's uh, determination that this that this brand of uh, of Trumpism slash uh, it's a grift. It's a, it's slash, a grift. I mean. They have made they have made a decision that 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 the that tro- that trolling this audience or mining this audience for outrage is is profitable, yeah. and and Perlman deconstructs this post that that Bobby Barack Burak Burak's way better uh, did about Hill and her career as a book writer and layers into it his own. Uh, experiences trying to sell books and he and he and, and he talks about this in a lot of different places um also to be fair very complimentary of clay travis okay yeah very very like if you and, want and, true true fair and balance this is what you need to read yeah and, and and you know and he says you know i gotta hand it to clay you know clay is a talented writer he's yes. he's he's you know he's built this huge successful empire and the way that he uh, the way that he interacts uh with this with this piece and then the way he completely deconstructs it down to just the nubs and then attempts to uh, attempts to interact with the writer himself and the (laughs) seems perfectly lovely right (laughs) right and and they have an off the record conversation he doesn't detail it but all he says out of it is like he seems like a nice guy you know, we had a great conversation. I'm not going to talk to you about what was in the conversation because you know he takes being off the record seriously. Um, but then <laughs> you mean journalism, <laughs> well, right? And then, <laughs> and and then you get down to the to the very kicker of the story, where he goes back and he looks at a podcast series that Bobby had done in college. Don't, don't give away the whole story here, man. You're giving away the whole. You're giving away all the juice. And I'm just saying, go read it. You're gonna want to stay for the end on this one because yeah, yeah. the twist on it is it's pretty good. Fantastic. It's pretty good. It's absolutely and, fantastic. And after just after that, a really awesome anecdote about Grant Wall, of course, the the famous soccer uh, journalist and reporter who passed away um during the World Cup. I, I will say this: like the only thing I don't understand about the grift is how people don't see the blatant griftiness of it. That's what I don't understand. I do like I do not understand. It is so I, transparent. I think, it's so I think transparent. it's because it's 
because it's outrage and it kind of gets into that blind spot that just, people have. I, and I guess it's just so intellectually disingenuous and it's so transparent from the beginning. I just my only thing like I don't understand how human beings with human brains don't understand the grift. Uh, I mean, soon we're going to get Clay Travis trading cards, I guess. <laughs> Probably. Co collect them all. NFTs. I just don't I don't understand how you don't see it. I don't like it's. I don't, that's my, that's my, I don't know. That, that's the part that insults my intelligence. Um, but I, I mean, Perlman's, Perlman's Substack is great. It's free. Go sign yeah, go up for it. it. But, but, but in particular, go read this one and I'll, and I'll put this up on my Twitter here again. I posted uh, it as, I posted it as well. It is a surgical takedown of the grift. And yeah. cause I have friends all the time that are like, wait a second, people don't really mean what they say. And I'm like, yeah, for money happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not that it's not complicated. It's not that difficult to understand. I just don't understand. Special thanks. Here's some other really well listened to episodes. Uh, Ian Air came on. By the way, that Jeff Perlman episode was actually December of 2021. So if you want to go back and find that one, it is a really great episode. He took he told great stories about coming up at the Tennessean and like you know going on police stings, prostitution stings, like really really good stuff in the Jeff Perlman episode. Special thanks to Ron Davenport, uh, Drake Hills, Chris Childers, Wes Bowling, Mel Kuyper, Cal Baxter. Uh, Brooks Bratton, Keith Parrish, John Glennon, Jason Fitz, uh, Coach McCarthy, uh, or McCarthy, uh, Coach Mack, Dan McGinnis. What am I doing? God, I'm what are you doing? My Packers fan, fandom in there. Tim Sullivan, Adam Sparks, Ben Arthur, Ari Wasserman, Michelle Knesevich, Austin Stanley, um, Pete Weber, Stephen Godfrey, Ian Ayer, Kevin Ingram. So grateful to all of you guys, all you men and women who came on the show this year to, to help out and, and tell their stories. Uh, there's a there's so many more Chris Patola, Brandon Wright, uh, Tony Husband, Jamie Watson. Thank you guys. Like just thanks to everybody for for coming on, and thank you guys for listening and sharing and supporting the show. Even if we didn't win all the awards we were trying to win this year on Lamestream, we do appreciate all your support <laughs> uh, for hanging out with us. <laughs> uh, we'll Steve, try harder in twenty. We'll we'll try to do better. Steve, where can everybody find you, man? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scavendish. Braden, where can they find you? You can find me at Braden Gall, of course. Oh, and special thanks to Greg Sage. Last week's episode, our 2022 SID of the year. Um, <laughs> special thanks to all you guys at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports, at S. Cavendish. Rate, review, subscribe. Go to Jasper's, everybody, this holiday season. Pick up a couple of gifts for the, your loved ones. It's a perfect place to get some stocking stuffers and drown your sorrows while watching any national sports teams. Thank you guys all for hanging out. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Lamestream Sports here on the 440 Sports Network.